Okay, so this is the Photography Brothers podcast, and we have a very special guest for everybody today who we will uh, reveal momentarily here after a great song from Michael. Michael's going to be uh, supplying the song, so we're all very excited for that. Uh, but before we jump in there, I want to ask you guys... Uh, I could say, what is a good movie that you saw recently? I want to talk about movies for a second because our guest uh, has has a movie connection. Again, no spoilers, but uh, yeah, you know, I think it would be too easy and too too movie podcasty to talk about a good movie that we saw. So I want to say, what's the last movie that you guys watched? Um, we actually rewatched uh, Twenty One Jump Street the other day, and that was the oh, first time nice. I had seen it since uh, the theater experience. So it. It was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. Again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was hilarious. <laughs> You've seen the sequel? Oh, yeah. That one was a little bit more underwhelming, but it was still okay. Still had some yeah. good laughs in it. Yeah, I kind of sure. I kind of remember it the same, but it's been a while since I've seen either, so I should uh, should go back. But nice nice to have another Channing Tatum uh, reference on the podcast. <laughs> of course, is, is that right. a common common occurrence? The Channing well, because Mike Michael's magic Mike, so that's his gotcha. Alter, alter I, I've never <laughs> stated that I was, by the way, just so you know. Jared no. constantly refers to me as that. Um, uh, I don't know. We now. can. We can go back into the records, Michael. These these conversations have been recorded. We'll see what the first reference to you being Magic Mike was, because I'm, I'm going to Get say, Arrow to look back. Yeah, yeah. We'll get it. <laughs> Arrow, check back. Let us know whatever it is. We'll put a put a notice here who's right. Yeah, what about you, man, over there drinking your uh, sparkling, sparkling water? What's the last movie that um, you've seen? Well, in the light of the recent holiday here, uh, I, my girlfriend revealed to me that she didn't remember the movie Independence Day at all. At all? So oh. we, uh, oh, like, half we watched it halfway through. She's like, I don't know if I've ever seen this. I'm like, oh my gosh. All right. So we watched Independence Day a couple days ago. So. <laughs> Phenom- phenomenal effects, man. I, I, there's good things in that movie, like, uh, you know, the Will Smith uh, performance and stuff at his peak. He, he's very movie star, right? Very, oh, very yeah. energetic in that, in that film. But just the effects, right like those explosions and stuff and they hold up like you uncheck the, there's a lot. oh yeah absolutely yeah. And, and there's and there's a lot of practical work there as well you know mm-hmm. so not just yeah it uh, made me miss uh, like using miniatures as special effects is like yeah. something i think we need to go back to yeah and in, in a lot of ways man uh it's like it's it's cool to to do cgi and stuff like that and i do get the appeal but yeah i, I miss some of the uh the practical stuff and speaking of that uh i was actually watching a horror movie last night with quite a mm-hmm. few uh practical effects uh, i didn't finish it because i uh, had to go to bed to, to get up and do a little work and prep for the podcast, but um, <laughs> I'll finish. What I was will it? finish it later. It's pretty decent. Uh, the Void, uh, a little horror oh, movie, oh, kind yeah. of uh, that sounds uh, Lovecraftian, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. um, except not racist. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. That movie's pretty good. It's really clever. It uh, uses its budget super well. Yeah, it doesn't look like it has a big budget, but uh, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely, um, de- definitely effective and and some good scares and. Uh, j- got me thinking um a few things i'm pretty excited to uh, to finish it probably after i finish up the podcast here i'm going to do uh, a little more recording and then um and then maybe i'll finish watching that movie probably sounds like yeah. a good idea uh yeah. but yeah yeah that should be enough uh banter here we don't want to make arrow uh loop the uh intro here too many times so All right <laughs> and 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 michael has a a masterpiece um in store for us so i think we better i'm excited get about it into yeah mm. i'm excited too i'm excited too <laughs> better get into the song here michael you ready awesome yeah cool cool this is my uh third time doing this i have playing guitar i say time successfully do ever. it Yes, never. I don't know. I thought this was a piano sitting in the corner of my room. Um, all right, now. Pianos Jared do have strings, very... so I could see how you could get confused. Yes, it's true. There are very there are various similarities, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well now we're not gonna go classic rock here. We're gonna go oh. a bit more uh, mainstream. Wow. Um, you know, try to appeal to a broader audience here. We're uh, going bring top, them into the top photo 40. bros. Yeah, <laughs> get ready for Mike's co- Michael's cover of WAP. Here it comes. All right, all right, all right. I've practiced this enough. I hopefully I don't mess this up. All right, that's okay. 
No pressure. How, to, hold, how do you hold the guitar here? I guess no it doesn't pressure, need to be no in frame. Pressure. I know, but now I feel the pressure, Jared. And when oh, you, you say no pressure, you gotta hold it. Up I'm not gonna hold. I'm not holding it up. Hold it like the Beatles. <laughs> I'll show. I'll show my, my guitar. He has a piece of crap. You know it's yeah, good because oh, it has. It's stickers. actually engravings. It's actually engravings. It's kind of it's punk rock. Sound. Looks wow. punk. Thanks, man. It, uh, far from, but I appreciate it. All right, I'm gonna try doing this and not uh, totally butcher the show off the bat. We'll try it out. I already messed it up. One more second here. Okay, it's cool. All right, it's a slower one. Get ready. Three, two. Actually, I'm gonna take off. Should I take off an earbud? I'm scared you guys are gonna laugh and then it's gonna mess me up. I'm sorry. No, this is the longest it's taken laugh. to do this. I won't laugh out loud. Quiet, I will not say a word. All right, all right. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> all right, here we go. Here we go. It's just a little podcast about photography. Talking topics, news, sometimes interviews with Jared and me. This time we got Nate on the show. We'll see how it goes. If it's a waste of his time, who knows? It's the photo bros. Nicely done, buddy. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Small bump. Love Thanks, it. Sharon. Let's go. Quiet, quiet claps to not peek out the mics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well done, man. Who, who is I'm that? Jack, jo- is that Jack Johnson or something again? Stop. You say Jack Johnson <laughs> every time. This guy mocks me. I like these like singer songwriter guitar guys. Like Ed, it's Ed. What's early, wrong with Jack early Jack Ed. Oh, it's Ed. Nothing. I like Jack Johnson. It's, uh, <laughs> Good Jack Johnson's dope. The actor very is pretty chill. awesome as well. Uh, anyway, yeah, as I said, this is the Photography Brothers. I am your photographer, Jared Poirier. Very excited to be on the show today. About uh, one third through my coffee, so getting caffeinated here. Uh, we have another great photographer uh, who's wearing... Oh, crap. I was going to try to distinguish you guys by saying who's wearing a blue shirt, but you're both wearing dark blue shirts. Uh, <laughs> he's wearing a blue, a blue shirt with flowers. Um, mm. Michael Acosta, also a photographer and uh, Ed Sheeran cover artist. And Ed Sheeran, super fan. Mm-hmm. And we have another photographer, if you can believe it, uh, dear listeners, uh, who's wearing a blue uh, short sleeve dress shirt, but without flowers. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Nate Fisher here. <laughs> nice. Happy to be here. <laughs> Yeah, Nate, uh, Nate and I go way back, give you guys a little backstory here. Uh, in the early days of my journeys here on YouTube, I actually started doing movie reviews. So now you know why we were talking movies at the beginning of the, the show here. And uh, I think, was that your uh, first ever YouTube channel as well, Nate? The, uh, it was. The, the movie yeah. review channel? Yeah, tell us yep. a little bit about that, man. Uh, yeah, Cinema Buffs was my first YouTube channel. And um, I, I started with my buddy just because him and I at work used to just shoot the shit about movies all the time and talk about it in depth. And mm-hmm. he had such different opinions on him and things like that. And so I was looking to just use my camera more and get more practice with lighting and things like that. And so we just decided to do movie reviews together. And we did it for about three years. So, um, yeah, it was it was great. It was a great time to talk movies and have an excuse. That's the one thing I miss about it is just, especially during the pandemic, is just talking with people about movies you know yeah well you can always call me and talk about movies if you want eh? i know which i think (laughs) i want to add that it's it feels like we've known each other for a really long time jared but like this is the first time i've ever spoken to you like actually spoken other than like texting each other and stuff like that yeah never actually had a conversation together i've I've definitely listened to you talk for like i don't know hours 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 (laughs) same with you like yeah. yeah it's interesting yeah so but it's but good yeah, to be uh, good to be chatting with you in uh, in almost person. Same, almost <laughs> one day in person. One day it'll happen in person. Yeah, it's just uh, just a flight away there, you know. Exactly. So yeah, we're not uh, we're not going to talk about movies probably anymore, but we might we might. But uh, it mostly might come we're gonna, in. Yeah. yeah, it'll it'll probably come in. It's related. Uh, mostly yeah. we're going to talk about uh, photography, and uh, yeah, maybe a good uh, jumping off point is to just talk a little bit about the type of work that you do now, right? So you're not really doing any more 
uh, movie content. Uh, right. So, so what's the kind of stuff that you've been doing these days? I know that you shoot a little bit uh, professionally, but you also do a little bit of kind of your own work on the side, right? Yeah. So I do uh, freelance videography in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, just on my own. And then I also work in Kalamazoo, Michigan for a media group as well. And that's a little bit more high-end commercial work. Uh, and that's photo and video. So we do high-end commercial photography and videography. I've learned so much at this company, especially about photography, because uh, the person that heads up our photography department is one of the smartest, most talented photographers I've ever met. So um, so that's pretty much what I've been doing. And then I do have my own YouTube channel right now, which is super random and all over the board, but it's <laughs> vlogs and short films and just life advice and just all sorts of different things. So, um, and sometimes there's like tutorials as well. So I'd say the through line of your new content, like if I had to kind of, you know, like write a slogan, uh, I'd say that it's like personal, like it's just kind of, it's like, it, it's a vlog in that sense to me, right? Cause it's like right. whatever, whatever you're honestly thinking about kind of at the time. And, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, very, very personal and, uh, always thought provoking though, as well. Like every time that I watch it, I always kind of, it, it definitely relates yeah. to my life, like as a content creator, when I watch your stuff and, you know, kind yeah. of the, your, the personal, um, you know, struggles and, and balance that you're trying to achieve and whatnot with, uh, with the content. So yeah, sure. I like it a lot, man. We'll definitely, I we'll, it. we'll definitely you. link it. So everybody can, uh, can, can check it out. And it's cool that you do the photo uh work but also video uh kind of a big thing about this we got we had to call the podcast something and the videography <laughs> brothers is a, <laughs> <laughs> right. it's a it's a mouthful very, it's a very clunky name for uh yeah. for a podcast so uh but michael and i um both do um photo and video work as well um i've actually been predominantly doing the the video side uh, but i do enjoy mm -hmm. doing photo shoots so anybody listening to this podcast if you want to do a photo shoot uh hit me up <laughs> it'll be fun yeah yeah uh, yeah man um and what about yeah michael is it michael mike what should i call you yeah michael's not really oh, talking much matter. on the podcast he's, he's i haven't had a matter. chance no I mean, yeah you know <laughs> kick I, it I'm off i'm curious because you know? i will i know a lot about jared but I'm, I'm sure the listeners already know about you guys quite a bit but michael do you uh like specialize in photography or do you do more video or both it's it's interesting, man. Um, I'll, I'll keep it short, but basically, like prior to pandemic, I would one hundred percent say I am ninety percent ninety percent of my work is photo, and and that's mm. like I love photography. When I'm picking up passion projects, it's usually around that. But what mm. I noticed for some strange reason was that during the pandemic, um, majority of the gigs that were coming through were video, and so I've yeah. had this great opportunity to to grow and in, in like. Um, you know, learn a lot more about how to do that and build my confidence around it. Yeah. And um, yeah, so now actually I do shoot a lot of video and I work as a video specialist at a company down here as well. Cool. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted to know the backstory. I wasn't really sure about that. So yeah. Very cool. So you're very well versed in photography though. I don't like saying I'm well versed in anything, but I mean, <laughs> no, yeah, like, no I've, photographer I've been doing it well for a while well. and I understand the rules and yes, I'm very uncomfortable with my job title as well. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah, but yeah, maybe that's another subject, but yeah, I, a little bit of both I'd say now. I mean, my job title at the Kalamazoo company I work for is media specialist because they're like, we don't know what you are. You do everything. So media <laughs> specialist. I'm like, all right, that's fine. I don't consider myself a specialist, but it's just like jack of all trades is more of like what you, you know say what? probably. You know what? The interesting thing about that, and it, this might be an interesting thing to talk about. I'm not too sure. We'll see where it goes. But I think there is something about it when you're, you're really in it. You're in video. You're in photo. You, you always know that there's someone doing more or doing like doing better work right or at least mm -hmm. you feel that way when you, admi you admire them and you, you you're constantly monitoring their work so I feel like it's hard for us to ever get past that imposter syndrome because it's like okay but I know I could do better like I know I could shoot something better than I do now I know yeah, I could integrate absolutely. this into my work and so it's hard for us to like consider ourselves a specialist at something but we have to maybe evaluate what the general public is is that when you when someone asks you, um, you know, I guess where you classify your, your skill level, like how, how would you, how would you answer that? I guess I'd be curious to know for me. Yeah. 
Um, you know, that it's a super tough question. I completely agree with you because yeah. um, I've always been very humble and modest in those type of topics. And I, th you're right, there's just so much more to learn. But I'll have these little moments of enlightenment where it makes me feel good, where someone like won't understand a basic lighting trick, like a full grown adult won't understand how light works in a basic right. manner. And I'm like, maybe I do more, know a lot more than <laughs> I mean, I let myself believe that I know. So I would say that when it comes to video, uh, photo if you want to lump it all together i would put myself at like a seven maybe <laughs> hey, dude, maybe i'm that's i, think I don't that's know fair. that's good <laughs> i think that's a safe number so fair. it doesn't make me sound cocky and it doesn't make me so, sound like an amateur so you're probably actually a nine and then that's usually you just add on you know what i mean it's possible but. i have to like sometimes be like oh yeah nate you have been doing this for 20 years so why not like <laughs> own up to that a little bit but you know, I always feel like there's there's always so much more to learn. There's probably 12 year olds out there that are doing better work than I am because they grew up with all this technology, you know. Mm -hmm. So who knows? Yeah, it's definitely Here. something that we uh, that we spoke to uh, with our previous guest, Alexi, right, is like when you're constantly improving um, and you're constantly researching and stuff like that, which like all of us kind of can't help but do mm -hmm. your. Mm -hmm. Your baseline of like quality and ability just kind of keeps moving up to the point where it's like you're you're starting there. You know what I mean? Like you get right. to the set and then you've already have like all that experience. So it doesn't feel like super brilliant to you that you're like, oh yeah, like we're gonna obviously shoot with the light. You know, maybe I'll put like a backlight here, kind of separate the subject from the background, and you know, uh, I'll record with the microphone close to their face, right? And like yeah. just for you, that's just like baseline stuff that you like have yeah. to do checklist check 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 did those things right this is yeah. this you know put your uh put your camera on uh you know hd and don't shoot it in 720 oh wow <laughs> right exactly. yeah yeah get your frame rate right you know there's all these things but they just kind of become like your your baseline background it's it's important to give yourself some credit right and working with people who are less experienced sometimes uh brings that home to you as well right right i was just gonna say that like anything taught is twice learned type of thing. So like mm -hmm. whenever I'm teaching somebody, I'm like, man, I'm teaching them a lot right now. So like yeah, whenever someone's yeah. teaching me a lot, I try to realize that I have a lot of this knowledge to teach others as well. But it is those basic things like put the sandbag on the front thing, you know, make sure the knuckles are on the right. Like all those stupid little things that you have to know on set that a lot of interns or people just starting out don't know. So all that stuff is just as valuable. It just doesn't, it seems insignificant at the time, I guess. It's important mm -hmm. to give yourself some credit. That's what that's what we're here to do. That's the lesson. Exactly. <laughs> we're, here to, we're here to give you some credit, Nate. Welcome. I uh, appreciate welcome, that. Thank you. Welcome yeah. to the podcast where we're going to give you some credit here, buddy. Um, before we get into the the main subject of today, because uh, we do kind of have uh, an over an overarching uh, place where I think we're sort of headed. But uh, as we get there, I, I do want to talk a little bit about gear because we do like to talk about gear on the podcast. Believe it or not. Mm -hmm. It's uh, a long, long-standing, uh, you know, quarrel, um, a lover's quarrel between Michael and I uh, in regard to gear. But uh, I was wondering what <laughs> Michael's like very, very worried. I was wondering <laughs> what, uh, yeah, what, what gear uh, are you shooting on these days in terms of? Uh, we might as well talk cameras first. Let's talk cameras. Sure. Yeah. Right now, um, for my personal business, I shoot mostly on the EOS R. If I'm needing a two camera setup, I also have my 60D, which I shot on for like eight years and still oh, produces an okay image or whatever. But the EOS R is my main right now. And then nice. um, I have a Sennheiser mic and a Rode mic as well. So the Rode is normally oh, nice. what I'll use for ease, but I'll use the Sennheiser if I want something a little bit more high quality in audio. Very cool. And you're, yeah. how are you finding? Cause like I'm kind of on that borderline where, you know, I'm still doing the, uh, the old school DSLR thing. Um, you know, and you, sure. you were as well. How did you find that jump, uh, into mirrorless cameras? Like, was it pretty seamless where you just like bought that camera and then right away went to shoot and it was like, Oh, this is easy. Or like, was it way different? And there were a lot of hurdles and you kind of had to train a lot before, uh, going into that shoot. Um, it was super easy to integrate right over to it. And I think I have to pretty much base that on like, I went back and forth with Sony and a lot of different cameras to go with, but it really is the menu screens, the interface and the accessibility mm -hmm. that the Canon has. And yeah. uh, it, it really was very familiar to pick up and go. 
and to find the new features that you want on there. So there was no trouble integrating into the EOSR. I really, I'm super happy with the camera. I'm still very, very impressed with it. So um, I encourage people, I mean, you and I have talked about a little bit, Jared, but just like these cameras are very, very powerful now. And uh, cinema cameras seem to be something that's not quite as necessary, but mm -hmm. maybe that's a different conversation entirely. So <laughs> depending on what you're doing. Yeah, no, we can we can speak to that uh, for sure. You know, that's the the fact that cameras are are getting so good. I mean, I'm I'm still very impressed with uh, even what I get out of my 6D, even when it comes to video footage and stuff like that. Right? It is uh, it is a full frame camera, but that is one of the things that was kind of um, you know I just wanted to ask you about that. I'm sure it's been on if it's on my mind, it's probably on a lot of other people uh, listening. Mm -hmm. uh, it's probably on their mind as well. Like that's one of the big concerns, right? Is switching over and one of the things that I do love about Canon is is that ability to like at this point like the controls are are very well set up and I can yeah. literally like use this camera backwards right like I can be vlogging and like go in change the color temperature adjust the volume and stuff like that and you're still finding that like um, you know if for someone who's like super used to to shooting on one of uh, on one of those uh, DSLRs I like the mirrorless is uh, is satisfying that right. Yeah, I think it's a it's a good jump to go. I mean, whenever you're buying a camera in the market, you, you just it's really easy to be tempted by the bells and whistles of a camera. Um, yeah. But really, you have to ask yourself what you want out of the camera. Like, what are you using it for first? For sure. And yeah. sometimes you might just be like, you know what? Everything I need is on my phone. So yeah. do I need a camera at all? You know, <laughs> exactly, you sort of have to yeah. really ask yourself what you want out of it. There's a right, couple right. things that I'm a little upset about it which i knew i didn't think it was gonna be that big of a deal but with shooting 4k it's such a buzzword when you're shooting commercial work so you'll have a person be like oh you shoot 4k yeah we want 4k um yeah. the crop is really big on the eosr it's a very large crop so that kind of sucks and then also um it doesn't have 120 frames per second in 1080 mm. and that's a little upsetting as well so it, it, it's just 60 frames that's unfortunate, so. but not bad. I mean, you can still no. get away. You can still do slow mo with that, right? So for sure, yeah. Especially like yeah, I'm not trying good. to do ultra slow mo or anything like that. But those are the two features I wish I would have done a little bit more research on because I know Sony excels in a lot of those places. Yeah. Well, let's talk about do that then. Let's say. Uh, yeah. Let's yeah. bring Michael in. Let's bring Michael in here. Um, what are What are some features of uh, like that Sony has? You think over Canon, Michael? Um, yeah, I mean, it's obviously going to depend on the models you're comparing, but I think, you know, when we're talking about uh, USR and, you know, I'm shooting on an a7 III right now, um, that is one of those things. You're shooting 4K, no crop. You're getting um, 120 frames on 1080. Um, and then everything else, I think, is is not like, I don't think it's, it's drastically different. I think that the stabilization is a bit better than the previous iterations, which is basically, for me, it was an upgrade. You know, I had the a7 II, I was happy with it, but I was shooting a lot more video and um, I, I just, you know, I, I, maybe I didn't need to upgrade, maybe I didn't need to make that jump, but with me shooting a bit more, I wanted to have that 4K capability just in case like, hey, when I want to crop in and edit, like I can and I'm not going to lose much when I, when I want right. to have that flexibility to add in a bit more slow-mo and, 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 you know, make things a bit more dynamic, I can. And maybe it was a bit of like a jump ahead. Maybe I just found a good deal. It was, it was a pretty decent price point and I, I just kind of made that upgrade. But certainly from the a7 II up, uh, it felt it felt really nice. But yeah, honestly, anyone comparing the two models, I don't think that there's much different, um, unless much that's noticeably different um, other than those two things. Can I ask you um, something that I hear which I haven't had a ton of experience with the Sony's all sure. that much, but um, how's the low light? Because I heard that the low light capabilities is just exponentially better than Canon. I haven't had issues. Um, I can say that I've had some shoots recently that um, I don't. It weren't that low light, but they were decent. And I was shooting at sixteen hundred, and I don't know, it was fine. Yeah. I haven't honestly. I haven't had to push it too far down. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, no, I, no, I real can definitely, uh, I can speak to that a bit, Nate. I used um, the, I believe it was the Sony uh, A7 two or three on a shoot one time and it was incredibly low light because it was like the kind of a tour of a bar space. Yeah. And it was like hardly any light inside. And uh, yeah, like the, um, 
the footage was looking really nice. In order to even like on on my other camera that I was shooting photos on, I had to you know do some tricks, uh, kind of long exposures and stuff like that to to get the photos looking really really tight. And yeah, uh, yeah the uh, just shooting uh, video even in slow mo, uh, the the low light capabilities are pretty good. But I mean I can't really compare that to uh, I'm I'm kind of comparing uh, you know. A DSLR to mirrorless. So I, I wonder, right. you know, we'll have to get together and test it sometime, man. Maybe that would be a good video idea. Yeah. <laughs> a little side by side. I like that idea. Do yes. We should definitely compare your, your 6D Mark II to my, to my seven <laughs> three. We should make the video. We'll <laughs> test I mean, your 4K. Video, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a fun video. Anyway, I'd so. watch that video. <laughs> it just be full of chirps. Somehow my footage be is better. <laughs> somehow. You're, I'm like, how are you somehow. shooting 4K? Magic Lantern. Magic, magic lantern, dude. Yeah, yeah. you never you know. Shoot 10k. You never know. Uh, yeah, it might be. Uh, oh, I want to talk a little bit more about your audio stuff too, man. Just quickly, uh, and sure. before we get uh, any any deeper in here. So you mentioned that you have the uh, the Rode uh, Shotgun Pro, which is a very nice shotgun mic. I uh, use mm-hmm. that as well. Uh, and you mentioned something about a Sennheiser mic. Is that like a lapel setup? Um, yeah, so the shotgun mic, the road, that's what I'll use mostly for my YouTube stuff. Um, I, I love the road shotgun mic that I use and I've done it for commercial work as well, where I'll just put it on a boom pole and mm-hmm. it produces great audio. Um, and also not having to sync in post is kind of nice as well. Very nice. Um, yeah. and then I have an H, um, H4N recorder that I hook up a Sennheiser boom mic for if I want like that's more like studio recording if I'm doing voiceover things or really wanting that like high quality, high end, crisp audio, I'll hook that up as well. Um, I rarely, if ever, use lapels. I don't. Okay, why not? I don't care for them too much. Mm. So um, just because, um, well, recently with the, with, uh, I'll just say Elemental, that's the media group, but with Elemental, we used them during the pandemic and it was such a kind of a pain in the ass because we were sanitizing them like mm. we couldn't touch anybody. So we had to right. hand them over yeah. to them and teach them how to apply it to themselves. And like, yeah. and we were just like, you know what? We're not going to use lapels for a little bit because this is just not working. But um, lapels just always seem to have the ability to get scratched up or the audio is touching something or I mean, the yeah, microphone's touching something. So those are the two mics I use in my own work. But I don't I don't think I own lapels. And if I do, I don't know where they are. Interesting, man. Yeah, I I use lapels uh, pretty often. Depends on the scenario, right? Like mm-hmm. for the for the podcast, obviously, I want to have uh, the aesthetics of this, right. <laughs> the, the aesthetics of uh, of a microphone, and probably at the end of the day, um, no one would ever know the difference if I just had a, a lapel pinned probably on myself. Um, the reason why I do like using lapels, and I think this is like uh, a good conversation to be listening in on for anybody that wants to start doing some video work, because uh, this is actually pretty pretty interesting, pretty enlightening to hear like the different approach. Um, mm-hmm. But I would find that setting up like boom mics or like having somebody there to set it up because a lot of my shoots it's just me or like me and one other person so the the lapel system works incredibly well i'll give you another example like i shoot for restaurants right like cooking demos and stuff so let's say that like the chef is moving through the kitchen right like one end to the other you're getting Mm -hmm. that exact same consistent audio as he's moving around and if you were trying to like boom mic that, you're like what chasing him around with boom mic. So yeah, just for the for the simplicity of it, um, I I do like uh, lapel mics, and Sennheiser does make a, an excellent lapel system that I'll probably grab. But I do get what you're saying. Sometimes when it gets like chafed up on the shirt, and then you're just like getting frustrated, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you're absolutely yeah. right. There are like. You know, there are if you're scenarios. On a, yeah. There are scenarios. If you're if you're doing an interview shoot and they want to do it outdoors and it's a windy day, a lapel might be your best way to go, unless you have a really good dome or dead cat to put on your mic yeah. or something like that. But um, maybe I just need more experience with them because I'm sure the technology has advanced along like to avoid those types of problems you would have on a shirt or uh, you know anything like that. So. Maybe I should get back into them. Yeah, maybe, man. If you want some, uh, I want some advice again. You can call me. We'll talk about uh, the movies that you watched recently and uh, and lapel yeah. mics. My two favorite topics. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I mean, sometimes back in my paranoid days where I was unsure of myself, I would like 
I would mic up everything I possibly could. Like my <laughs> phone would be recording and the lapel mic and the boom mic. And I'm like, if I don't get audio, this project's ruined, you know, and that responsibility. So like I would have your client looks like one of those, uh, like a when a politician is speaking and they've just got like microphones, just you know? mics <laughs> like everywhere, NBC, exactly. The wall, Fox yeah. wall to wall. You're just like Austin no, Matthews post game. Yeah. They're like, who are we saying this audio to? You're like, no, just it's just for me, guys. It's, it's just for me. <laughs> I like just, to have a lot of sources. <laughs> any one of these could just break for no reason at any time for some yeah, reason. True, so, man. yeah, yeah. I was very know. cautious back in the day. Michael, do you so, have any thoughts but, on that, man? You've done quite a bit of yeah, uh, video work too. Yeah, no, I actually had a, I had a question um, because when you were answering uh, the question around camera setup, you mentioned that you, the EOS R is your primary for personal. Um, you but so for commercial work, what are you mm-hmm. using uh, camera wise? Because I'm very curious to know what what that is. For commercial wise, for like what am I using camera wise? You, you like sounded like you had room? two separate setups. Yeah. Oh, for, no, for, well, for like, camera, for camera. Well, for my, my personal and it depends on what the client is asking for. So like I'll okay. use the EOSR for a lot of my commercial work, but okay. uh, through elemental, I have access to rental to that equipment. So if the client is, wants something a little more high quality, I'll rent the red helium or I'll get nice. um, like a C 300 or something like that just to like up it a little bit. But once again, the red is amazing, um, of course, the image that it gets, but the footage can be a nightmare to edit, and um, the setup of that camera, it's a computer, so like, <laughs> you're sitting there, and you're hitting the button, you're like, hold on to the client, uh, it just needs to boot up, give me 45 <laughs> seconds, like, those types of things, and so it's just like, it's kind of a monster to set up, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I like the more run-and-gun approach, so in all instances, if a client wants um, if they don't care, I'm going to use the EOSR for sure. It's interesting. Cause I feel like, um, yeah, like, I mean, you mentioned it earlier. I mean, I think even Peter McKinnon published a video fairly recently talking to this, but, um, you know, as these, as these, you know, consumer accessible, you know, cameras come out like the a seven threes and, you know, the EOSRs and stuff like that. And they keep getting more powerful. I feel like, I mean, who's buying a red now? You know what I mean? Like, is it, it's, it's, it's more so, you know, if it's at, you know, if the media company you're working for, the agency has it on, then that's great, but they're probably just renting it or picking it up on a, on a client per client basis. I feel like sales are not great and they're probably going to get even worse. And Mm -hmm. I mean, who's going to own a red who like, honestly, who will own a red? Yeah. I don't Um, feel any need. I mean, the Sorry. red, I, th- I think red as a company, I'm hoping that they're going to start going to a more low cost camera because they now have like a, right. a smaller version, which is like $6,000, which is pretty affordable for red. Like, yeah. Um, so I'm hoping there's just going to start going to that, maybe even the black magic market where it's like the pocket cinema cameras and these types of things, exactly. which it's just more accessible yeah. and easy yeah. to use, you know? So yeah. now that has um, had some overheating yeah. issues, but yeah. I guess it kind of makes sense when you try to pack that all down but right um, yeah yeah but the red it eats batteries the batteries alone are 200 bucks a piece and like it's really cool in post you can like adjust the iso in post with red footage which is like it's so much information but like i don't know it's the trade-off it's really what you're looking for it goes back to like what do you want out of your camera you know what's necessary yeah, I it guess sounds my like last if you were on doing that. real filmmaking, right? If you were making a feature, I guess. But exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. My last question on that before we we pivot over to I know the main subject we want to get to is um, you know for me personally I haven't had the opportunity to work with with some of those higher end cinema cameras, mm-hmm. and I think for people like myself who have you know that are in the same boat, like it definitely seems like an intimidating. Uh, beast to, to get behind. And so, I mean, one question I had for you, you mentioned obviously a couple things there, the, the long startup times sometimes with those, um, the, the battery life and on some, but like what, what, what really differs when you're behind the camera, uh, shooting on a red versus shooting on your USR? Um, the weight of it, I think right. is, um, it's just not a comfortable camera to hold. 
yeah, which is more of a build out when you're going to have more handles or anything like that, or you're going to have an easy rig or a steady rig, mm-hmm. which is going to kill your forearms or something like that. <laughs> um, I was going to so, ask, you do look like you've been training a bit, so not just <laughs> not really, just holding the camera, yeah. But um, <laughs> just curling reds, right? Just curling, yeah, curling two reds, <laughs> yeah. Um, and also just autofocus. Mm. Like I love autofocus and mm-hmm. I, the red, you have to have an, a separate monitor and someone pulling focus. Really? And that's a whole, oh. that's a whole, yeah. well, you don't have to, you could pull focus yourself if you're really good, but, but there's, there's just no a lot. Auto. There's no auto. Oh, wow. No auto. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. So yeah. it, it's a little uh, daunting, you mm. know? So like I still consider myself, if we're talking about experience, and it's the red. I'll I'll give myself a four on that one. Like it's <laughs> That's still high, intimidating. Dude. Oh, yeah, you beat me and Michael dead. zero on that one. Yeah. Though, so. Yeah. So, when I first started working with it, I like didn't even want to touch it. I'm like, I don't know, this scares me. So um, I'm still getting used to it and everything. But I think now I would be okay on my own with it. But I don't. I haven't rented it. I've been working there for a year and a half, and I still haven't rented it for myself because I haven't found a use for it. This camera's great, you know. Yeah, man. The, the footage in this podcast too, right? is incredible. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah man. So. Right, we better get we better get into the main topic of uh of today's episode, uh, which I really love, Nate, when I uh brought this or uh kind of brought the idea of doing the podcast and we were kind of wondering I, I don't think we even really needed to pick uh, a subject, apparently. We <laughs> doing all we right did, so far. <laughs> we did pretty well without one. Um but you know, just in case. I I do like this uh this kind of uh, this approach, and I do like talking about this uh, specific thing, and I think it's something that uh, we could really have fun with getting into here. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's uh, related to my re- related a lot to my life and and work right now as well. So definitely wanted to dig in to the difference uh, and kind of just you know, I guess the easiest way to say it is uh, personal work versus professional work. Uh, you know, how important each is um, and, you know, kind of how your approach differs, I suppose, to each. Uh, maybe the, the the best way to jump into this uh, is, you know, you mentioned, you know, just like Michael, you have a, uh, a full time kind of media job, you know, um, so do I. Uh, it's my own company, I guess. So I could just like not do it if I didn't want to. I'd have a hard time paying right. rent. Right. <laughs> <laughs> If that were uh, the case, right? Um, but you know, when I guess for all three of us, like when we are always working in this, and it's our day job, day job, like our nine to five. Uh, why do you think it's important to still do that for yourself on the side? You know, why do you still have your own personal YouTube channel when you're doing this all day, anyways? Yeah. Uh, who's starting with this? Who's talking about this? Now? Well, you're the guest. I mean, <laughs> you could probably go. Hey, you should go. Right? Okay, yeah. gotcha. <laughs> Um, we'll get Michael some mileage later, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think that this is such a relatable topic to abs- like, we all got into this because we love it, not because we were like, yeah. Ooh, we're going to get rich. Like we all knew the risks we took when we got into this type of thing. And I would say for most people, it starts with passion. You know, you're a kid making movies with your friends, you know, in the backyard or something like that. So, um, you know, for me with the creative juices, it is hard to keep those uh, flowing after after you're working on this type of thing. When you're doing other people's work all the time, other people's projects for them, it's hard to come home and want to do your own. You've been staring at an editing screen for the whole day so you can make a living, and then you're going to go home and stare at an editing screen again. It just doesn't sound as appealing as it used to, I guess, mm-hmm. for the creative work. It's like... I just got you know, shivers. I literally got chills thinking I mean, about it. It's just like, you know, a cook, a cook that is in a kitchen all day long cooking for a restaurant. And then they go home and the family's like, make us dinner. And he's like, well, I don't want to. I just made everyone else food. You know, I just want to stop making dinner. You know, it's not fun anymore. So um, the YouTube channel has been a really great outlet, but um, it's all about time, I guess, to just the pandemic. I don't know about you guys. You can speak to this, but um I felt a complete hindrance on creativity. Like I, I didn't, yes. it was hard for me to come by any type of ideas during the pandemic. So maybe you guys can relate to that. I don't know. What do you think? I, I had the same experience personally. Um, I, I, you know, for some reason 
was fine. All these people were finding this like motivation to do things and like learn something new, add something new. Photographers that hadn't been shooting for a while that I knew within the community were shooting. And I guess it's just different people and how it affects them. But for me personally, I found the same thing. I just found that I was creatively drained. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't want to get out, but I also did. And it was, it was this conflicting battle I was having with myself what I found personally, and I'd be interested to know um, kind of how you adapted th- to the situation. I know you've been creating YouTube uh, recently, so that's been awesome to hear. But for me personally, it was like, I, I just got to like do something different. I got to I gotta just, you know, the best part about, like you said, you're, when you're a kid, you're trying out new camera techniques shoot when you're shooting that short with your friends, right? You're trying out that new editing thing. And oh my God, we have explosions in our videos now. It's, it's like that creative expression of trying new things and and like stamping your name on it almost. And for me, it was like, you know what? I'm just going to go on photo walks. I'm just going to walk around, take my camera and just take photos. And and, Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I was stoked to be in front of Lightroom for hours, just listening to music and editing. Yeah. That did it for me. I'd be curious to know, like for you, like what, what kind of brought, brought it back for you? Um, I did like, I went online and looked up assignments. I'm a very assignment based type of person. So like, especially with photography. So I would look up like photo contests and things like that and be like, you have to take picture of something and it has to have the color red in it. I was like, all right, cool. That's what I'm focusing on. The color red in a photo, like those types of things. Mm -hmm. So I needed assignments. So I did a lot of those things. I just looked up uh, people telling me what to do or at least giving me guidelines. I feel like creativity uh, without guidelines is finger painting, you know, you're sort of just like mm-hmm. all over the board. You don't know what you're actually trying to produce or whatever. So I always want to have some sort of assignment or mission with the whole thing. So that helped me out a lot. And then, um, I don't know, I guess I, I if you look at my channel, it really kind of has declined in the creative side. It's more of a talking head type of channel right now because I just, I'm not making short films or anything. No one was being creative. No one was doing anything. So there wasn't even experiences to go out and have conversations to get inspiration for, you know, you're just stuck at Mm -hmm. home. So, um, yeah, it it was pretty difficult in that sense, but for me, it was more assignment based. I I definitely made more content uh, during the pandemic than at any other point in my life. I definitely had those moments, though, of uh, of just feeling demotivated, like you guys were talking about and being like, what is the point of doing this sometimes? Right. Mm -hmm. Especially when like, you know, like you're not making direct cash off of it, like post a video and YouTube sends you a check for a thousand bucks. Not usually how it works, but uh, a couple things like it's. I'm glad that you guys are kind of sharing some tips of how to address that and kind of how to get over it. Right. For me, the, the biggest things are like putting it on a schedule. Right. And whether that's like, I'm going to release a video every week or with like with this podcast, right. It comes out every week. Um, Mm -hmm. I should probably edit our last episode and publish that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know what I mean? But having a, having a schedule and, and saying out in public as well, that that is your schedule, right? Like whether that's changing your YouTube banner and saying like, you know, just writing right on there it's videos every week or like saying I, I did daily vlogs in january like a psycho so i said like i'm doing daily vlogs and it was daily you know what i mean uh mm-hmm. and things like that and involve i think the the second big one is involving other people like doing this i would i produce a, a weekly hour-long podcast and put it on youtube and spotify every week if i was doing it by myself michael would i do that honestly maybe I don't know. (laughs) Give yourself more credit, brother. I would not do that. I would not be able to do that without you. So, um, I'm terrible at involving other people. I, I mean, (laughs) I, I, I like, I know that filmmaking and even photography is, it's a team sport. Like that's just like what it is for sure. But like, I feel bad asking people for help or like, Mm. I, I don't know. Like, I want to make sure they want to be there or they want to help or they want to learn. You know, I sometimes feel like I'm just bothering people. And even like the people I work with at Elemental, they're like, Nate, if you got a short film, I'll DP it. Let's do it. And I'm like, I don't yeah. want to waste your time. And they're like, I'm offering. I'm like, I yeah. know. I don't know. I have trouble asking for help, <laughs> yeah. I guess. And That'll the work suffers for time. it, you know. Yeah. yeah so to reach out point. and ask for help. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, Jared, like, dude, I would not, this has been the one steady stream of content I've had throughout the last, this is, <laughs> this is episode 30. We, ha- we haven't missed a week. We, this has been yeah. 30 straight weeks of content. And if uh, yeah. literally, if it wasn't for this, 
I would have had probably nothing uh, up on YouTube. And, um, you know, it, it's like, it's been an awesome experience because, um, especially in, in doing this with somebody, because it's like, we both get to express our, express our opinions on these news mm -hmm. topics or just these topics in general that are like, Oh, like, you know, um, I, I don't know. I, I was going to go to one, but then I started saying like, I was going to say the, the next upgrade and that's not really the one that I, I, I meant to reference more like, you know, how we feel about things in the industry and, mm -hmm. and then like having that opportunity for me to reflect and see how I feel, but then to hear Jared's thoughts and be like, Oh wow, that's interesting. So it's been a great opportunity for us to, yeah, like keep that muscle like flexed and, and for me to yeah. keep creating content, but also to explore how I feel about certain things and to get that external opinion as well. So collaboration yeah. is so important and Nate, man, like I'm telling you, even if it's just on a podcast or just a couple of YouTube videos, start, start doing it, man. Start doing it. Oh yeah. I mean, I, it's like, it's great advice and it's not like new advice. Every time I collaborate with somebody else, <laughs> I walk away and I'm like, that was so good. This is yeah. so awesome. I'm so happy I did that. I feel so good about that. So it is just, it's more putting yourself out there. It's always like yeah. Yeah. this whole industry is just taking risks and failing, but failing forward and continuing Absolutely. on type Absolutely. of thing. So, um, but I, I am curious when you guys are flexing those muscles or you are trying to be creative and you're kind of on your, like, what do you photography wise prefer to shoot? Like, what is your guys's, you know, what do you like to shoot? What for if fun? You could. Yeah. For fun. Like if it's like, Ooh, this is my type of photo shoot. What would it be? Go ahead, dude. Uh, for me, like if it's just a photo shoot that I'm doing for fun, uh, normally it'll just be something that's like convenient, uh, shooting photos of my dogs <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah. things like that, you know, uh, sh just kind of more like family related stuff, you know, like, uh, sure. shooting some photos, uh, with like me and my girlfriend or like me and my girlfriend and her parents, like doing something fun or, you know, like just little things like that, go to someone's cottage, uh, bring just, you know, the bare necessities, you know, maybe mm -hmm. my 6d with a, a 50 millimeter on there and just kind of shoot around uh and just have fun with it right maybe not even shoot in raw you know get really fun with it yeah <laughs> and just, yeah for just sure. shoot jpegs and and just kind of play around um that way i don't i for video stuff is where i'll plan out more of a shoot and be like okay i'm gonna make this content like my metal content content that i'm doing on youtube you know i'll kind of be more formal about it and it'll be more of a thing um but with photos uh i just kind of if i'm gonna do it for fun i'll just work it into whatever i'm doing that day and just do something like very very light and, and very like very simple right and just kind of yeah. practice my photography a bit and uh yeah do it do it in a different way where it's for enjoyment you know rather than uh i don't know rather than proving that i'm like the best <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 i think that's um i don't know you're shooting without limitations just like i'm just gonna go and do it i'm gonna do whatever i want today type yeah of thing, not so. even really trying to impress anybody or anything sometimes if it's your personal stuff it's just like oh, i'm just gonna shoot these photos and and i'll play around with them a little bit in editing and just you know see what happens and yeah, yeah. just just light just fun like that yeah what about you mike hmm. Yeah. I mean, for me, like, I mean, just personally, um, I, I love walking around downtown, just taking like street photography. Um, mm -hmm. similarly, you know, walking around on a hike, me and my girlfriend love going on hikes, um, finding really nice trails and just taking cameras and just capturing what we see. And then, you know, the post edit, like the editing process is just as fun when it comes, comes to that stuff, bringing, enhancing the colors, making it feel the way, um, that, it, that, it, that, it, that it did when you were there. Um, I love doing yeah. that stuff, but, um, I mean, like as a side note, when it comes to, you know, the professionally, the kind of stuff that I, I want to be doing and, and that I, I was getting some, uh, good legway on, uh, before the pandemic, I love lifestyle. Uh, I love, mm -hmm. love lifestyle. Like let's convey that point. I think a large reason for that is I loved film growing up. Um, like I actually, I thought I was going to enter the film industry until, you know, a, a couple of external factors really influenced me in, in the photography um, space. And I think that what I loved about like kind of like that commercial lifestyle work is that it, it kind of feels like a film set. Like you got this set, you got your models, you have this object, this piece that you're trying to convey your story around. And it's just moving everyone around to, con to, to, to kind of get that across. And I love I just love doing that stuff and I can't wait to start doing it again. 
How about you? Yeah. Um, I'm with you on the lifestyle stuff. I think that is kind of my favorite, especially in uh, like outdoor natural settings and things like that. But um, never underestimate the importance and the difficulty of the job of a model because just having good models like in your corner or like accessible to you is like very key because it's not an easy job. So like it's hard to come by some models sometimes, especially during the pandemic and everything. But yeah, I mean, but when I'm shooting for fun, I, I... I do like going out and just doing street photography and everything, but I'm never yeah. super happy with it. It's mm, oh, I'm really? always happier with my photos that I like set up and I try to like actually light properly and go out at the right time of day and things like that. So, um, big, but big yeah, surprise, big surprise that a photographer is a control freak. Wow. I know. <laughs> Seriously. Just every time like Doesn't we do photo like me at all. <laughs> At Elemental, we do once a month uh, photo challenges internally. And so we have a random generator of a topic and then it picks it. And so we all have to take one photo and then the public votes on who cool, wins. Cool, man. That's really cool. And so it's super fun, but I'm normally the one being like, I'm going to go out and just find the perfect photo. And Esther, who's the head of photography, she's <laughs> always the one where it's like, I'm going to create and mold the perfect photo right. so i i'm mm. out there hoping i'll stumble upon it while she's doing the legwork and actually making it look really good and that's taught me a lot of being like you have to influence your environment a lot it's really rare to just snap a perfect photo it you is exciting to, when it does happen though when you just it does turn happen. around and you're like oh crap yeah you're perfect, like boom and you're like the light is perfect even and there's like a halo yep. that's glowing and you're like oh yep. my God. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it can happen i think that's sure. like that's like the magical part to it though right like when you when you go out on a photo walk with some friends and you know you you snap hun- you can snap hundreds of photos that night but you, you mm-hmm. get one or two that that are just like really special and unique and, and those are what make it uh, for me personally i think was what makes it um, worth it yeah yeah for sure um we're gonna have to i'm gonna have to come out to toronto and we'll do a walkabout i love a good old-fashioned walkabout where you just everyone models for each other and everyone takes pictures of each other and that's just like the day so i'll take my shirt off yeah yeah there you go those are good days i've been training for it i've been training for it (laughs) it's only shirtless all shirtless photos all shirt all shirtless photos (laughs) i'll get started on the crunches there (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to. Yeah. Bud. How's the how's the ankle holding up, <laughs> wow. by the way, Michael? <laughs> uh, my leg. Oh, watch this. Oh, okay, he's gonna do a backflip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm standing, ladies and gentlemen. It's uh, podcasting is uh, audio medium, but Michael just stood up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you guys did already a, go over a on, a, on a previous podcast? Did you guys already talk about how you hurt your ankle? Uh, uh, just I just think a really. I, yeah. I don't think we like, did just, actually. I don't think we did. No, because I no. don't know how. <laughs> uh, it was just honestly, it was just playing basketball. Like, wasn't oh, even no. shooting with anybody. Um, there's like a bit of an elevation change, like between where the basketball nets are and then the rest of the park, where it's like cement to grass. Okay. And uh, just put my foot, you know, planted it in just the right way, where it rolled really hard and uh, uh, tore a couple ligaments, and it's Yikes. it's been fun. It's been fun. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I can stand yeah. now, so yeah, it's okay. It's, good. it's looking up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good chance to focus on those editing skills, you know. Yeah, yeah, right. Good chance yeah. to uh, to make some content and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, yeah um, anyways. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah. Um, I was wondering, what do you guys do creatively, video work then wise, like for yourself? Is it the same as the photo stuff? Do you like to go out and just sort of shoot B roll and see what you get, or what do you guys like to shoot? Yeah, we have time for that. Michael, do you want to jump on that one? Yeah, I'll be quicker uh, on this one. I, th- I think like um, for me, video has been a bit, um, I haven't been doing as much video wise personally, unfortunately, but um, thankfully throughout the last couple of weeks, I've been picking up on it and finally I'll be releasing a video on my YouTube channel for the first time in, in a few months. And um, honestly, I think YouTube is just, is, is it. Um, I love just making content um around like whatever i want to and i think sometimes i get um deterred from it when i try to make it feel like someone else's you you start to like get influenced by other people's work too much and i think recently i just kind of made that decision like what do i want to make and it's been exciting again to uh to kind of dive back into that yeah for me uh in terms of personal stuff on the video side um less experimental than it used to be uh 
I mean, I did the movie review thing and then for a while I just kind of did like whatever, you know, shot uh, like a little action short movie with my girlfriend or just kind of whatever fun stuff I want to do that's goofy, some like goofy video of my dog or something. Uh, recently, I have gotten back in uh, pretty seriously doing content on uh, the Nerd channel. It used to be called Movie Nerd, so I'm repurposing it now to Metal Nerd and uh, I've been covering some metal bands and stuff on there and uh, want to do some music content kind of got a little a little bit inspired by uh, by Michael's music content and kind of trying out some of that you know more contenty content I guess reactions and whatnot you know things that are like very very easy easy to make and uh, and pretty fun and it's fun to get the interaction from people even if it is like I hate you delete your account it's nice mm-hmm. you know you've been getting more hate than, than <laughs> I get like I don't understand like I don't know, you, man. You're not I always guess, hating either. I'm a bra- I Is there something validating <laughs> about that, though? I like it, there. It, 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 at first, it kind of is like, "Uck," um, and you're, and you're kind of like, "I don't like this." But I, after I thought about it for a while, I was just like, "You know what? It all kind of helps the channel at the end of the day, right?" Like that's what people Absolutely. have to realize is that like, if you're riling people up to the point that like they're gonna put a, a comment on there, and like some people would put like full. It was it's so interesting, man. Some people would put like a full like paragraphs about why I suck and then the next guy would write paragraphs about why I'm great and it's like this guy's doing his own thing man and you should respect it and blah 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 and I'm like guys you care about this a lot more than I do I literally worked on this video for 20 I I shot it in 10 minutes and then I edited it in 10 minutes and then I like pooped it out onto YouTube and like don't make this your day (laughs) you're like I don't even know you guys yeah I don't even know you people I barely like know this band that I'm reacting to I'm just doing this 100% to have a good time but uh yeah it it is interesting man the internet is full of passionate people so yeah we uh I remember on cinema buffs when we first got our like first hate comment and we like celebrated it like it's like a rite of passage (laughs) you know we're like yeah someone watched our video to the end yeah and then took time to like shit on us. This is awesome. Yeah, so. they have like time codes, and they're like, "This right exactly. here, right? This is the downfall of, <laughs> right? of society." Like, is, at it's all five opinions. minutes in, what what movie were you reviewing? And did you give it a negative or positive? Oh, uh, we gave it a negative. I can't yeah. remember what it was. So I'd have oh, to look man. that one up. But oh man, there was so many <laughs> reviews that we did. I can't remember. I know it's true. When I my most hate was ever uh, was Isle of Dogs. I gave a bad review to Isle of Dogs, and people were not happy about that. Yeah, I still, th- I still think that's, that movie sucks, though. <laughs> oh, that's 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 a different podcast altogether for sure. <laughs> Maybe I'll, I'll have to bring back the movie nerd just for a debate with Nate on Isle of Dogs. And uh, yeah, seriously, I'd have to rewatch it though. I don't. I don't. I feel like it hasn't aged well, and it hasn't even. It's not even that old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but something that is aging well is this podcast because uh, we're getting we're, we're over time here. Uh, but it's been awesome having you on the show here, yeah, Nate. Yeah, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time out of your Sunday. I know you're a busy guy, and uh, yeah, I, ho- I hope that uh, it was worth your time and uh hope you had hope you had enjoyed yourself here man but we appreciate yeah it, guys know. i appreciate it it was nice finally talking to you in person it was nice meeting you mike as well and honestly Likewise. if it could go longer i would let it go longer this has been fun so i do appreciate it yeah like i said with all guests uh, we could probably do three hours so we'll just have to have you back on the show for for another one and we'll talk about some more uh photography bs stuff <laughs> sounds <laughs> good photography <laughs> stuff uh before we go we have some people to thank michael do you want to thank some people yeah i want to thank ed sheeran uh for writing the song nice. that i used yeah. Thank um, you, ed sheeran. yeah yeah good ginge there uh i think i'm also gonna thank uh jared for oh, nice. uh, wearing his grandpa hat, I'm gonna say five episodes consecutively. That's that's we're we're, we're getting this thing going. Best grandpa. We're gonna get ever. this hat big. It's just because my hair looks uh, bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I, I do. I think you're just like stoked about the hat, dude. And that's a dope hat. hat. You know, nice I, you, hat. whenever you buy a new, I mean, you buy a new hat, you're wearing it like you know, yeah, for the next yeah. two months probably. You know, it's it's just how it goes. I uh, want to thank hat. our guest. For sure. Uh, it's been awesome meeting you and stoked for you to come down so we can uh, do some photo walks and stuff like that. It would yep. be up, but uh, Michael's a would be expert. Up. expert I, I don't know in... where you are exactly. Oh. If I'm, honest. I'm in Michigan. <laughs> you guys can okay. also come down and I'll where, go up. But, where do you think yeah. he was? You thought he was in Nunavut? 
yeah, I mean North Pole. Uh, I wasn't <laughs> North sure. Pole. Yeah. Same time zone, yeah. everything. And Antarctica. <laughs> Antarctica. You shoot polar bears, right? Like I, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, exclusively yeah, yeah. polar yeah. bear photographer. Yeah. Weird that um, we didn't talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, of course, lastly, I have to thank Cusco for not vomiting on my bed. Um, oh yes, classic. Yeah. Um, yeah. We also yeah. need to thank Arrow for editing assistance on this podcast. Uh, and I don't know who else should we thank. We need to thank uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Mm. We always need to thank Dwayne the Rock. Yes. Johnson. Thank yeah. you for um, future president. I think as well. Um, mm-hmm. Or maybe king of the pro- possibly yeah. king of the world. We might want to elect him king of the world because he he does <laughs> have really big. Uh, arms so that would help That's right. I think, with a lot of things he would protect mm-hmm. us all he would protect protect 100%. us from the from the alien invaders or whoever um anyways that's right. so that's the podcast <laughs> everybody uh we'll see you next week right. we're still working on the outro a little bit <laughs> <laughs> we chip away i like the outro i thought it worked pretty good <laughs>